Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, I'm going to walk you through 10 different ways that anybody can use to add value when they're networking, because that tends to be the biggest sticking point that I hear from job seekers. People want to network. They want to build relationships, but they don't know what to say. They don't know what value they could add to this person. They don't even know how to start the conversation. So in this episode, I want to share 10 different ways that you can leverage to add value to anybody that you want to connect with that are based on my own experience job searching and networking, as well as my experience coaching thousands of people just like you through this very same process. And my favorite part about these 10 different ways is that not only can anybody use them, but they are really, really effective. And on top of that, you can mix and match each of them. So you can use multiple of these options with the same person. And if they don't get back to you the first time or the second time or the third time, you still have a whole long list of ways you can connect with them. But if they do get back to you, then you can continue to use these to deepen the relationship to strengthen it and convert it into a referral. So there's a lot of bang for your buck here. And without further ado, let's jump in. My first tip here is to share a piece of their advice with your team, friends, or class, and then tell them what you did. So this is predicated on the person that you're networking with actually sharing a piece of advice in some capacity. So it could be a post that they made on LinkedIn. It could be somewhere that they were featured in an article or a podcast or somewhere else. But if you can find somebody who has shared a piece of advice in any capacity, what you can do is bring it up in any capacity on your end. You could mention it to a colleague in a Slack chat. You could bring it up in a team meeting. You could mention it to a friend. And that creates the opportunity for you to go to that person and say, hey, you know, We've never met before, but I found this piece of information that you shared or this piece of advice that you shared that really resonated with a challenge that my team is facing or my friend is facing or, you know, my class is facing. And I ended up sharing it with them and we got an amazing response. You know, here were some of the things that people said. Here's some of the value that they got out of it. I just wanted to let you know that your advice is really helping people. Everybody who receives that email is going to appreciate it, right? Anybody who shares a piece of advice in some capacity is sharing it because they want other people to leverage it and to gain value from it. So by coming back to them and telling them that somebody had gained value from it, that is going to be a really, really awesome way to make them feel good and to add value to them to start the conversation. My second tip here is to ask this person for advice and then take action on it and follow up with your results. So if they haven't shared a piece of advice proactively, we can ask them for one. And what I found is that this is most effective when you give people two very specific choices. So for example, you know, you could reach out to me and say, hey, Austin, uh, I'm reaching out to you because I am looking to level up my presence on LinkedIn and I've seen the work that you've done there and it's really impressive. I was just wondering if I want to, you know, improve the reactions that my posts get, would you recommend that I take this course right here or read this specific book over here? And that course should be a specific course name with a link and that book should be a specific book name with a link. And the hope here is that, you know, you can tell that person just choose between A or B. That's all I'm asking. And the hope is that they go back to you and they say, hey, I'd recommend doing A or I'd recommend doing B. And if they want, they could come back and share another opportunity or another option but really, if we get A or B, we can go do that thing. We can read that book, take that course, you know, take that action. Then we can report back to them and say, hey, thank you so much for the advice. I went and did that. Here's what I learned. Here's what I gained. Here's what came out of it. 
what's next? And the best part about this is you are showing them, you're proving that you're somebody who's worth investing in. You're proving that you're not afraid to roll up your sleeves and you actually listen to what they had to say. And then we're creating the opportunity for the conversation to continue by asking for more advice. And because this person has already seen that you've taken their advice the first time, they're going to be more likely to give advice the second time and the third time and the fourth time. And now all of a sudden they're creating investment in you. They're seeing you grow as a result of their advice. And that's going to be, that's going to make them more likely to refer you, to speak highly of you. And that is a very beautiful thing. My third tip here is to share recommendations for a common personal interest. So if you're connecting with somebody and you know that you have a shared hobby or interest, or you know that they're going on vacation somewhere that you've been a bunch of times, or you know that they're starting an initiative that you have experience with, don't be afraid to give freely. Share as much information and value with them as you possibly can. Now, this one tends to be more effective after you've had a little bit of an introduction, after you've gained some traction, just because that's where you typically uncover more of these personal interests and overlaps and hobbies, et cetera. But once you do, I'm always looking out for these in these conversations, right? I'm always looking out for, oh, that person mentioned they're going on this trip or, oh, that person mentioned they're doing this in the next three months, or this is a big goal of theirs, or this is a hobby. Once they mention that, I latch onto it, I take a note about it, and then I try to brainstorm as many different ways that I could add value to that as possible. And that really helps you further these relationships. The fourth tip here is to consistently engage with their content on social media. So naturally, they have to be content creators for this to work. And typically, it works best if they're creating semi-consistently, at least, you know, a couple times a week. But you can very easily find these people for your target companies. All you need to do is go to LinkedIn and run a search for some terms that have to do with your target job title. So for example, if you were targeting a user experience design role, you might go to LinkedIn and type in user experience. Then you want to, under the, the sub filters, you want to click the post filter. So that's going to filter over all posts that have the terms that you search for in them. And then finally, if you go to all filters and current company or or author company, you can actually put in your list of target companies. And what this is going to do is pull up a list of people who have written posts that include the keywords that you search for, who also work at one of your target companies. And now you can just make a list of these people and you can just check their profiles, post feeds every single day. And when they share something new, jump on it, leave a really valuable comment, be supportive, be positive, add value. Do that for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden you are going to be a familiar face to this person. They're going to know you and your name and they're going to associate it with value and positive support. And that's going to make them much more likely to say yes to any questions you have or to jump on a, on a phone call or anything of that nature. The fifth tip here is to offer to have them come speak to your team or class. So many people, again, want to be recognized for the value they bring to the world, for their ideas, for their advice, uh, for you know the recognition of their journey. And if you work on a team or if you are a student who's in a class, you know, having somebody come speak to your team or your class is a great way to get in touch with them and to add value to them. They're going to feel recognized. They're going to feel special, right? They're going to feel like an expert. And you're going to be the one who made them feel that way. This is also another little bang for your buck uh, double dip strategy where when you have somebody come share a bunch of stuff with your team or class and other people on your team or in your class learn something from that person, now you've added value to those folks as well. So you're not just adding value to your contact, but you're also adding value to your colleagues, your classmates. uh, And that creates a really, really nice win-win-win situation here. The sixth tip is to write a valuable comment or post and tag them in it. So this is a nice piggyback off of the first couple of options here where this person has shared advice with you or shared advice generally that you're taking. You can go grab that and then you can go 
act on it, right? Take action, see what you learn, and then write a post about it. Write a post about what you learned, what you did, what you achieved, what came out of taking that action, and actually tag this person in the post and thank them, right? This is such a great thing for people to get a notification about. It's unexpected. It's kind of a surprise and delight. If you show up on LinkedIn, you open your notifications and you see that somebody has written a post basically saying, hey, this person had a really big impact on my ability to do X, um, or they get an email about it, right? That's going to make them feel really good as well. So that's another option here. The seventh tip is to ask to interview them for a blog post or podcast. Now, I absolutely love this just as a foundational job search strategy in general, because nobody wants to jump on a 30 minute pick your brain call, but people love to be interviewed. They love to tell their story, right? So if you actually start up a blog that's focused on interviewing, quote, experts in the field that you want to get a job in, or if you start a podcast that focuses on interviewing experts in field that you, fields that you want to get a job in, now the people you want to network with, you can say, hey, I have this podcast. Do you want to come on it? Or, hey, I interview people for this blog that I run. Do you mind if I interview you? Or can we have a conversation? Can I feature you on the blog? People jump at that opportunity because Almost nobody asks, you know, the average professional, uh, the average person to be on a podcast, right, or to to be featured in a blog post. But these people have their own unique background, their own unique story. And so this is a really, really easy way to recognize them for that. And I think you'll be surprised if you actually enacted this. I know it can seem like a lot to set up a whole blog or to set up a whole podcast. It actually really isn't that much work. It'll take you, you know, at most one, two, maybe three hours, um, especially with the platforms that are out there that are no code and have all this stuff right out of the box. You can spin this up super, super quickly. And now you have a reason to reach out to people that's going to get you a 70, 80 plus percent yes rate. And all of a sudden you're going to be sitting down for these interviews where you can ask them all of the questions that you would want to ask in a 30 minute pick your brain conversation, but you can do it under the guise of an interview, which makes it all the more easy for them to say yes. The eighth tip here is to write a recommendation for them on LinkedIn. So this works a little bit better once you've established a relationship. Um, it's probably not a good idea to write a recommendation for somebody you've never, ever spoken to or interacted with before. But if you have, you know, asked them for advice or if they did come to speak to your class or if they did come on your podcast or whatever it is, go write them a recommendation on LinkedIn. That's such an easy way to show them some love and to add another layer of value here because anybody can write a recommendation. Recommendations are kind of notoriously hard to come by. People feel awkward asking for them and then people don't really know what to write. So if you take the proactive approach of sharing what this person did for you, showing everybody who looks at their profile how valuable they were, how generous they were, how awesome they are, and that is basically a comment that lives on their profile, they are going to be super, super grateful for that as well. The ninth tip is to make a mutually beneficial introduction. So if you know what your contact is working on or what they care about, what their goals are, both personally and professionally, you can start to think about other people in your network who may be able to help them. So if they're struggling with making a specific hire and you know of somebody who has made that hire before, maybe you make that introduction. Or if they have an event that's coming up and they're targeting a certain audience and you know of somebody who runs a community full of people in that audience, maybe you make that introduction. Or if somebody is, let's just say, an avid runner who runs tons of marathons every year and a friend of yours is an avid runner who runs tons of marathons every year, maybe you connect them on that basis, right? It doesn't always have to be business related. Finding other people who just generally will help this person level up and the benefit, the, the introduction rather will be mutually beneficial. That's going to be a win. And again, going back to what I mentioned before, 
it's actually a win-win-win because you get the benefit of helping two people out, your friend and this person that you want to connect. And you're also helping out your friend and that person by introducing them to one another. So there's basically a little win triangle happening here. And most of us, most people have folks in their network who would be valuable uh, to make an introduction to the person that you're trying to connect with. And then last but certainly not least, it would be to compliment them on a career change. Now, this works specifically well for people who have made some sort of transition uh, from one career to another, from one job title to another. That's typically not easy to do. So by coming in and recognizing them for the work that they've done, that's really going to make them feel good, right? It's going to show them that you recognize the hard work that they've put in. And that creates a great avenue for you to start asking about, you know, how did you make this change? What challenges did you run into? So people are typically willing to bite on that. And it doesn't just have to be a career change, it could be almost anything that you have in common with them with their career. So, you know, if they interned in one area and then went to another area and you did that too, or if they had a gap in their career, anything that kind of mirrors the path that you're on, that's a great way to create a warm connection with somebody because they've already been down the road that you're trying to go on yourself. So those are my 10 favorite networking tips and strategies. But the best part about all of them is that Anyone can use these. There's no experience required. There are no degrees required. There's no money required. There's no anything. You can literally show up and be at any level in your career and you can implement the majority of these strategies to build relationships. So I hope that you found at least one or two in here that immediately, you know, tied back to a connection that you're trying to build that you're going to start to implement this week. But I hope you eventually test out all of them just to see how they work for you, what results you get. And then you can really start to hone in and optimize a system that works really well for you. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. 